Ooh. Ooh. I have a good one to start with. <gasps> Let's go. Okay. Welcome back to Human to Human, Simone. Hi, Jessica. I'm excited. Thank to you have for having you. me on Human to Human podcast. So we are gonna go on a whole ass tangent today about the experience of living with your parents versus that transition moving mm. outside, whether it's with roommates, whether it's alone, whether it's with your boyfriend or girlfriend mm. or significant other of some sort. It's a it's a leap. It's leaping. It's a it's a leap. We're leaping. And my question for you is how did you know when it was time to make the leap? Because Whoa. that's like a hard That's an awesome question. Decision. I think there's uh, I will say that I think there's a lot of factors that need to be in place for you to take the leap. Okay. Like I knew <laughs> I knew I, I wanted to move out because I was I had lived previously like with uh in university i had a bunch of roommates and so i was living in university housing uh i lived in residence and then i lived off campus and in an apartment with some friends uh and then i moved back in with my parents after graduating and i was so accustomed to the life that i had come to know living away from home right and i was like like i i've already been buying my own groceries and you know taking care of myself and taking care of a space and cooking yeah. for myself and and living this life and then i came home and i was like man like i miss my independence yeah. i i love having this this space that is my own and i love having the space that you know i i cultivate and i take care of myself and i really miss that and i was like i i need to get back to this this life and 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 this space where i knew myself as as who i am as a person mm -hmm. outside of like who i am to my parents because mm. i felt like i was i grown into this person and i was like i i feel so good like i i'm embracing my independence and i make i'm exercising it in this way that feels really really a like thrilling to me and then to come home and then and, and not have that anymore I was like man like as much as I love my family mm -hmm. um I was like I I also felt like I needed the space from my family because I was also like how old was I when I moved back home like 20 too freshly graduated in the middle of a pandemic so I was already super <sighs> resentful about that yeah uh, and then my plan was not to move back home with my parents. Right. My plan was to do very different things. Okay. And so then I moved back and I was like, man, like none of this is what I want. Like I need, yeah. I need something. Yeah. I need to, I need to find something that's going to be like my, I feel like you need like your thing or your yeah. escape or your savior, whether that's like, you know, I've had conversations with friends about like, if you live with your parents, but you have a car so mm -hmm. you can go where you want, where you need to, when you want. Yeah. And yes, there might be questions, but it's not as much of a, can I permission question. Yeah. And I think your relationship with your parents totally affects everything. Affects this too. Yeah. And for me, I'm, I'm in a bit of a different boat. There are similarities and differences, of course, mm -hmm. and everyone's relationship is different, as you said. And so with my parents, I'm so grateful that they are very accommodating with if I want to use the car, it's more of a conversation of like, OK, well, why do you need it? Why do you need whatever? When can we make this work? How can we accommodate each other and thank each other? Whatever. Mm -hmm. And then there's also this piece of I'm a little scared of not having that emotional support so accessible mm. because when you live with your parents if you are someone who um, is lucky enough to be able to like depend on them emotionally and confide in them or just have their support and mm -hmm. be like I can be quite myself with my parents I'm like 
oh, like what what is it going to be like? And I've I've moved away from home and I've had many circumstances where I haven't had their you know, their immediate emotional support because they're not just like upstairs. Um, And it is such a different experience because you have to get to know yourself and you Mm -hmm. have to just show up for yourself in a way that you don't have to when you live with your parents. Yeah. Oh my God. I remember one night when I had moved out (laughs) and it was when I was living in university and like I was on my laptop, like on the couch in the living room and like watching something on Netflix. And I remember I fell asleep on Netflix, uh, like watching whatever the hell. I woke up the next day and I was still like on the couch. Okay. (laughs) You know that feeling? of yeah. like of like oh you know my parent would like it's gonna take me upstairs or they'll like wake me up and tell me to go to bed or whatever and i was like oh like i just fell asleep and i woke up here and yeah. no one interfered because i'm not with my family anymore right and i was like whoa and it was just like this very like alone feeling yeah which isn't necessarily a bad thing mm-hmm. but it, it was one of those moments that reminded me that like i'm not a kid anymore yeah you know it's like oh. and we dream of being older yeah. i feel like when we're young we look at these people older than us and we want to be like them or we want to experience it but you just have no idea what comes with that mm-hmm. and i had a similar experience i moved to vancouver um kind of on a bit of a whim during the pandemic and i'd only visited once and i loved it and i was like i'm gonna live there and i moved into a house with a bunch of people i'd never met and it was a house of like five or six people whoa that's crazy and it was a basement bedroom and i had no idea it was in a basement oh, i don't no. think i would have booked it if i knew it was in a basement now i'm very well versed in basement living (laughs) but uh i was gonna say not by choice but of course it's by choice Mm. um it's with my parents but (laughs) when i was living in this house the first night i got there i was lucky i did have um some like cousins and family that were helping me move there and who lived in british columbia and they dropped me off and whatever and none of these people that I didn't know were actually at the house. So this is the first night I'm at this house and none of them are there. So I'm in this strange house I've never been in before and I don't know if anyone's coming home. I don't know if anyone's currently home, but I don't think anyone's home and I'm like trying to explore. And so then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to bed. And I like take my final pee before I go to sleep and a mouse runs out from under the toilet. And this is night one. Night one. It runs from beside my feet and it runs under my roommate's door, his bedroom door. And I was like, (gasps) I was like, oh my God. And the kicker was the time difference. It was like 10 o'clock there, which meant it was one in the morning here. I can't call my dad. I can't call my dad and be like, there's a fucking mouse in my new house that I'm living in. And it was not new. It was a very old house. (laughs) But I was like, what the fuck do I do? And so I was like, what? Whoa. And so then I like called one of the guys that I was living with that I'd never met and was like, help. What do I do? Do Have any mouse traps? And he was like, yeah, go upstairs. And there's two mouse traps set that had dead, decaying mice in them you're kidding it one of them was stuck to the ground because its poo had literally stuck because it exploded out of its asshole and then the other mouse was like half decayed and so he was like oh if you unlatch it and get i'm gonna gonna gag talking about it and relatch it you can set them and i couldn't and he's like just take the half dead mouse out and then put the new one in yes ah, yes that's revolting and so my solution was i couldn't solve the problem tomorrow i was gonna have to go and find a mouse trap in this brand new neighborhood i've never been in so i got really high and went to bed whoa yeah 
Yeah. Oh my god. The next morning, my dad on Facetime taught me how to latch a mouse trap when I went and bought mouse traps. And then the crazy part was, I lived there three months, and I never saw another mouse until three days before I left Mm. and I was in my room and I wasn't wearing my glasses so I couldn't see very well and I had my retainer in and I'm I'm record I think I was like on snapchat (coughs) so I was like I'm gonna start recording myself and I was like and I was talking, talking, talking. I look up and I'm like, oh my God, I think that's a mouse. And I put my glasses on. I'm like, oh my ah! God, it's a mouse. Oh my God, it's a mouse. And it ran out of my bedroom. And I was like, get me out of here. Oh my God. So my move out experiences have been so skewed, I want to say. I want to say skewed because it's been like I lived somewhere for like eight months and then the pandemic happened. So then I moved back in with my parents. And then I moved to Vancouver and the situation was so weird. So I moved back with my parents after three months. And then mm. I moved back downtown. And then the situation was really fucking weird. So then I moved back home again after four months. So I'm like, how the fuck am I going to (laughs) know? But it's like, you you, you never, you you never fully know. But it's like, I think it's just a gamble. I think it truly is. Like, I think, I think there's a difference between like, do you know when you're emotionally ready? Or it's like, do you know when it's a, it's a good time for you financially to move out? Mm -hmm. Like, do you have a steady job? Do you have reliable income? Like, are you regularly paying your bills? Like, I think a big thing that a lot of people talk about is, do you you have, I think it's like six months of rent in your savings. Yeah, because that's like an emergency fund, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you don't know what's going to happen. What if you lose your job tomorrow and like, you need to be like, you're going to be off work while you find a new job. Yeah. Um, what if you know a crazy like uh, situation happens with your pet and like i had oh my god yeah you have a cat i have a cat i also have friends who have cats who they their cats eat stupid fucking things and then they have to take them to (gasps) animal like animal hospital like um, like animal emerge whoa that sounds like a pricey thousands of dollars bill absolutely i had a friend who had to take her dog to like animal emerge um they ran a bunch of tests and he ended up being absolutely fine and charged her i think like uh, either like four thousand or five (gasps) thousand dollars that's fucked up yeah and i'm gonna relate this to myself because (gasps) i wouldn't have a pet (laughs) so for the people who wouldn't have a pet um or at least not have a pet at mm-hmm. you know i'm 22 mm-hmm. i'm just not a big pet gal and i wouldn't get a pet by myself That's but fair. what if i chip my fucking tooth and i don't have insurance and i have to go to the dentist and because the dentist is similarly pricey to the vet mm-hmm. and have to pay thousands of dollars to get like a crown on yeah. my tooth yeah you just don't know and there comes a point where Either you can't ask your parents for financial support because that's not an option for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe it never was, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Or you, you're like, I'm too old for this or yeah. I don't want to or I just yeah. want to be a financially independent person. Yeah. And you need to have those savings. This is stressful. I'm yeah. stressed. I'm sweating. I mean, like, yeah, money's money's always stressful. stressful. It's it's hard. But I think like the best things you can do are uh, savings account, investing, paying off, uh, trying your best to not acquire debt and chipping away at the debts that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, also, like, I, I, I would not call myself. I'm not a financial advisor. That's why I need to book a meeting with mine. Um, <laughs> there's like this normalization now of millennials and Gen Z's living with their parents until yeah. they can buy a home. Yeah. And when can you buy a home? Well, homes are really expensive, yeah. at least in Toronto, where we live. And so how do you navigate that being like, no, I am going to pay rent. I'm going to pay rent. And yeah, uh, well, I mean, it was like, uh, well, I don't want to wait until I'm 40 years old to move out of my parents' house. Like yeah. that was a big one. And so I uh, like I like 
Hmm. I heard someone describe this in a podcast beautifully. It's called the Chosen Family Podcast with Ashley Gavin and mm. a bunch of other cool queer people. Cool. Um, love it. Big fan. But I think Ashley specifically talked about not wanting to pay rent in an expensive city and all this stuff. And it's like, well, at a certain point, like you have to spend the money. Because mm-hmm. you need to invest in yourself mm-hmm. in the way that like Jess, you've bought these podcast mics, these lo- lovely, gorgeous podcast mics. Hello. Thanks. And these really nice headsets. <laughs> and you've invested in this lovely camera yeah. because this is something you care about. Yeah. And for some people, like getting out of their parents' house is an investment in themselves. You need to invest in yourself and in your future and in in your day-to-day life because just living you know in your parents house isn't enough if that's if that's where you're at in this conversation like Mm -hmm. and you need to ensure that you have the space in your life to to thrive and and exist and feel good Mm -hmm. and what does that look like does that look like not living with your parents then phenom you already know like how are you going to get yourself there like what are the steps that you need to get yourself there this uh, big therapy thing of like of like this is what you want well how do you get it you know that conversation absolutely um yeah like i like for me i was like i i need to not live at home yeah i need to like exercise being my own person and you know invest in myself and in my independence so that way i can indulge in that and feel good about myself there because that's something that really matters to me and Mm. this is how I'm investing in like my personhood because as much as I like I would be saving a ton of money if I was living at home with my parents you know like I'm eating their groceries (laughs) like I I'm not paying rent like yeah that would be awesome but I am investing in myself yeah and in the life that I get to live when I don't live with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think it it's probably helping to like strengthen our relationship yeah. too. That like I get to be more of an adult and build this new relationship with my family as with me as an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. that, that means a lot to me too, mm-hmm. which I'm sure like people can relate to. Like it means a lot to you to be able to be your own person mm-hmm. outside of how your family sees you. I love when I just don't have anything to say right after because there's there's Word. things that that reminded me of, but it's so mm-hmm. accurate. It's right? it's it's kind of challenging our mindset about money and being like, mm-hmm. what are we using it for? Yeah, what are we using it for? Yeah. Are we using it to save forever? Are we using it to put it in an account and have it sit there? Are we using it to? And and that's where you have to think about your priorities, as you said. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I used to get so stingy with spending money on the podcast, but mm-hmm. then it got to this point where I was like, we're see this is why i need this is huge (laughs) exactly that's next investing in the pod so that way you can make your your loud statement with your body and not have the mic stand exactly um i've been doing this for three fucking years yeah by the time this comes out it will be past three years oh my god and happy three (laughs) you're here for a hundred and now i know know three years three right here big three um and so it's like, I'm going to be working on, and I don't see it at ending. I'm just like, more ideas are coming and more excitement is just flowing out of me about it. It's time to upgrade the equipment. It's time to love my space, you know? And and then yeah. I think it was like, there was this fear of like, well, I made this beautiful room that I love so much in my parents' home. Oh, there's this fear about leaving now because mm. I made this room. But then suddenly I have this urge of like, I want this to be a mobile podcast. I want to be able to go into other people's space and make this a possibility. And so 
the world opens up and and what you the way you spoke about that right now got me so excited Mm. because it's like people do this we really do we do this where you look at the goal you want to reach and you have to work backwards then and how much you need to bring in every month what kind of job does that mean you need to have what does that mean how are you going to get that job all this stuff is scary but living is scary and also staying where you are and never fucking growing is scarier it's so much scarier it's It's so much scarier if you don't try yeah which is so much easier to say than it is to do that like Mm -hmm. i recognize that as well as Mm -hmm. someone who's also like been on the receiving end of that i was like like oh my god it's so easy for you to say that and now i have to do it and it's hard because it is hard every everything's hard yeah. to get really philosophical yeah um, <laughs> but yeah like it, you're investing in yourself and that's how you have to see these things mm-hmm. that like sadly there's a cost of living and it's like you <laughs> yeah, like yeah. i don't like it but um and there's sacrifices within it too because yeah. it's like you don't have a car no and so you transit I and i take transit I, I don't even know how to drive Oh, I don't. Man. I never learned how to drive. I didn't know that about yeah. you. I think it's also it was a Toronto perk. So when I moved away to, sure. to university in a town that has like seven bus lines that come very irregularly, I was I was trying my best. Um, yeah. It was very hard to be as mobile. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like there's uh, there's certain things. But I also think we're living in a world where there's also a lot of people who can't afford to buy their own car as well. Absolutely. So and that is a gift you can give to yourself in terms of freedom that totally. isn't accessible until you can set yourself up to make a certain amount or be able to like car payments are expensive. Paying for gas is expensive. Mm-hmm. We live in this expensive world. But at the end of the day, I hate when it's just like life's expensive and I'm never gonna be able to do this or that or this and there's sacrifice with that obviously it's Mm -hmm. like you're sitting here being like yeah i might not be saving as much as i would if i live with my parents to buy my dream home yeah but but also i like i'm 25 like as much as i would love to be a homeowner i don't i don't need to do that right now that is not on my to-do list of things i want to be silly (laughs) Uh, but i want to be smart with my money yeah but i want to be silly philosophically yeah Uh, and i want to goof around and i want to have a good time and for me to like what do i need in order to do that what like and a big thing for me is like i want to be able to like explore more of who i am as a person and for me what that was looking like was moving out of my parents house right which was a big step but i feel so like enthralled in that like i i love living on my own as i've said many times um (laughs) there is like if there's someone who's considering it there's a lot of ways that you can navigate like doing it you know in a way that's a little easier like how many roommates are you gonna have yeah is moving outside of an expensive city like toronto a possibility for Mm -hmm. you if you want to move out of your parents house what about like moving away for the summer like there's a lot of jobs that will hire uh hire seasonally so like working ski places during the winter is huge like i think whistler hires like a ton of people yeah uh to just work uh either at like different slopes and mountains and stuff for the rest there like if that's something you really wanted to yeah um i knew someone who like was like a like self-identifying ski bunny during the winter so like that was her jam and she yeah. would she worked at like a pub or a restaurant that was by one of the slopes and so she'd like ski all day and work all night and like wow, that was her. 
And that was what she wanted to do. And she yeah. she did it. I know people who have worked like want wanting to live internationally. Yeah. So they would get work visas to do that. And so like I had a friend who worked as a maid cleaning rooms and hotels. Yeah. Um, in some circumstances, you can also stay there too. Right. Like there's a little bit of that yeah. involved. So like if if the idea is moving out of your parents' house, there's a lot of ways to explore that yeah there's au pairing there's um i think it's called woofing moving out internationally and you can like work on farms and stuff oh i've never heard of yeah, that yeah freaking cool yeah I'll, uh, like a more affordable way to explore europe like if you want to if we're thinking more short term then we're thinking long term yeah. you know if if we're not ready for the world of renting yet like yeah you don't want too. that year lease or whatever no i love this conversation because you have to get creative mm-hmm. and we are just fed this narrative of like this is how you save and this is how you buy a house and this is how you stay in the same place forever yeah and this is the time when you should do this i think like timing is huge for people um and so funny like i i have family who are like 29 years old uh who are getting married right now and their friends who are also 29 are scared to enter their 30s not married so there's a they have a bunch of weddings coming up this year of all of their friends who are scared to be 30 and not be married wow like like there are these there are these sort of benchmarks of of either like success or um points in your life that we create for ourselves or we hear about growing up or or we've seen lived by people who are older than us Mm -hmm. so we feel like oh shoot like I'm not married yet. I don't have a partner yet. Like I don't I don't have a home yet. It's like, well, yeah, shoot, the world they lived in 20 years ago was ridiculously different. Absolutely. When people are buying houses for $100,000 in Toronto. Say the exact same thing. Oh my god. <laughs> like, when you could live off alive. a single, you know, a, a single um a single partner's income. Yeah. Now being a dink is like being dinks, dual income, no kids. I've never heard that yes, before. Yes, my parents told me this. That's the dream. People are like, oh my God, those dinks. Because they're dual oh income, my no God. kids. <gasps> so the amount so of stuff you can have- afford oh. is like next level. Holy moly. Yeah. So- that's the dream. Uh- <laughs> that's the, the dink dream. I'm ready to be a dink. Like, give it to me. <laughs> I want it energy. so bad. And then like, I just love seeing people travel at any age or, yeah. or, ex- or change their job or just do these things. Like my parents joke around... Mm. air quotes um with my brother being like you need to stay at this job for the rest of your life and get your <laughs> pension and he's mm. like i will die in this uh, cubicle if i do that like yeah. i can't i can't and for him he it's it's a stressful that's why i want to normalize it's like oh yeah he's traveling the world but it's like he worries about what my parents think about it and mm. he worries about it. but at the end of the day he's like i know i need this for myself i can't stay at this job for another 25 fucking years before i'm about to retire and then travel do you know how many people die before they're able to retire oh my god yeah it's sad Shoot. but it's true that's so true and also like your body is so different when you're 20 versus when you're 65 plus like oh my god and like oh the conversations i've had with my parents about at least like traveling and doing all that stuff is like you want to do all the crazy things before you're married before you have kids before you have a mortgage and guess what you're not gonna be that financially fucking stable if that's when you're doing it and that you kind of have to 
exactly embrace and it you have and do do the crazy things before you have reasons to not do the crazy things mm. before you have before you have things you have to pay off before you have other people's education you have to pay for or other people's groceries you have to pay for yeah. and you have dependents yeah because also when my parents are going to retire not that my parents dream is not to travel <laughs> they are home bodies but for them like let's say their dream was to travel when they mm-hmm. retired but what if I have a, a kid mm-hmm. by the time they retire? They are the type of people where they have the value of family, where mm-hmm. they would want to help raise their grandchild or help yeah. just be a part of their grandchild's life. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't you can't plan this shit. No, you can't predict it. You can't be like, well, in approximately 25 and a half years, I'm going to be able to go do this thing. And I really, really love leaning into the timing of the universe and like I was stressing so much about what job I was going to work at should I move here should I move there should I leave should I go to the cottage where should I be Mm -hmm. and then once you kind of like relieve yourself of some of that pressure and some of that stress you're able to just like listen to what you really need and listen Mm -hmm. to the callings of your body and I'm like what are you ready to handle Mm -hmm. am I ready to handle to being 100 am I ready to handle being 100% independent Mm -hmm. maybe not but am I ready to like swim every day in a lake and like (laughs) maybe be a little nervous because I'm in a remote location yeah yes and so it's like trust it and if if you're like i know i have the desire to move out but you're like something's off and i don't feel it right now that's totally fine what advice would you give yourself when you're trying to make this decision oh my god if you were to like go back and tell simone Mm. what young simone what old simone knows oh my god i mean like trust your gut trust your gut i felt like i i'd saved a bunch of money because i i was working at this job and so I was able to just put a ton of, of finances away, which made me feel really good. Mm. Um, and so I could, I could, pre- I was able to prep for this move and I felt really sufficient in that. It's interesting because like everyone's dreams are different too. Totally. And I think like that's kind of what c- it comes down to. Like for some, some people, m- moving out is not their dream. Yeah. You know, it, it really like, it doesn't matter to them and they're super content. Like uh, I know a lot of people who familially are like super connected with their parents mm-hmm. or like maybe live in like multi-generational homes and like that's just that. And it's like, no, I'm not going to move out till I'm married. Like that's just kind of the life that I live. Yeah. You know, because like this is the way that like I was raised in my family and this is what you do. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I remember getting really, really nervous before I was going to do it because um, something about moving out of my parents house felt significantly more real than just moving away to university for sure i think it was it was on that contract it was that time frame right yes university has an end point yeah Yeah. and it was like oh instead of just like oh i'm moving out and i still feel this kind of way of like oh if i move back in with my parents then i failed at moving out that's how i feel about what i've done Mm. that's actually like yes i've been in university the whole time i've done the whole moving thing i've done four years of this undergrad i have literally moved out three times moved back in with my parents four times like Mm. moved this did that all the things and there is this feeling of like if i do this again am i gonna fail again Mm. but what the fuck does that even mean yeah because to me I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about my values and my priorities and what I need in a living space, what I needed a roommate, what I need in myself, what it takes to 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 be alone. And it also brought me so much gratitude for my family because I it's like a pretty incredible place to be in to be able to be like, "Hey mom and dad, I know you just moved me out 
three months ago but can you bring the trailer and can you help me move back <laughs> oh, in yeah and and that takes vulnerability to be like yeah. i'm and i remember crying on the phone with my mom being like i'm gonna be honest i know i signed a year lease but i don't know how much longer i'm gonna be able to do this mm. and i found a sublet Mm, and i nice. did it and i left but it was like hard conversations and awkwardness and feeling yeah. like you had to be like and there was a whole like lol i fucked up to this whole thing but then it was hilarious because my brother moved somewhere this is like when it was turning into winter time when mm. he was near his job in the the great up north not uh. that far up north but you know <laughs> northern ontario ish mid ontario mid ontario <laughs> and he moved in with um again he wanted a month-to-month lease and he moved in and his landlord was just just a little loony and literally <laughs> said like you can't take two showers a day and like what the kitchen closes after nine what do you mean the kitchen closes <laughs> this is not a restaurant <laughs> i know i paid it here and he lasted a week oh my god which made yeah. sense of course she was, and she literally accused him of being on drugs what and he was hell? like i went on a run oh i my was god. on drugs you're like i had a runner's high if anything <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah oh my god so you just don't know sometimes what you're walking into it's you don't true. know about landlords you know about living situations yeah. and, and how is that you failing like yeah. you tried you tried yeah. something you know also like to acknowledge like toronto's in a housing crisis right now yeah. so it's it's hard to find your perfect home like fuck there i don't think there's such thing no no they're because all too expensive also <laughs> suddenly you own a home and i've heard people talk about like okay well now if the air conditioning shuts off you gotta pay to get that bitch going again right you know right. so it's like there is a bit of like yeah we're renting or whatever but mm-hmm. and and people value owning more than renting which mm-hmm. i understand the logic but it's also like but if you have an issue you can call up your old landlord exactly water's not running um yeah i was talking to people about it and they talked about like the thing you the thing that you gain with renting is flexibility mm-hmm. because i don't know anyone who has a you know a five week long mortgage unless you're <laughs> unless you're part of the one percent you know you like there's no month to month mortgage yeah. where you pay for a little bit and you're like actually i don't want this house but i will i will keep you know the fifth of the house that i have paid off <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like whoever i sell the rest to cannot go in the dining room <laughs> you know it's like the dining room belongs to me yeah but Thank everything you so else you can have no it's like no i'm gonna buy the bathroom so that way if i have to poop somewhere i have a space, <laughs> yeah. I have a space. Safe space to poop. You need a safe space. Um, so yeah, like I, like the thing that you gain in the is, world of yeah. of also viewing spending money as investing in yourself, you know, you gain flexibility. Mm-hmm. You gain the ability to say, like, if you are month to month, like, shoot, February, I'm gone. <laughs> I I yeah. have this awesome opportunity, you know, uh, to do X, Y, and Z. So I'm going to go do that. And I don't want to live here anymore. Yeah. Or, oh, shoot, my roommates suck. Mm-hmm. Um, I found a sublet. I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Like, the infinite flexibility with that. Or it's like, I want to move cities. I don't want to live here anymore. But sadly, I have a mortgage to this. You know, like, there's a yeah. lot. There is a lot to gain with renting. That also isn't really, like, talked about because we're in our 20s and we don't know exactly what we want out of life you know where you want to live no i think ooh, this idea of you have to make a choice to know whether or not it was wrong or right (gasps) simone i couldn't agree more yes and it's like if you don't do it you will never know if you made the right choice or not you have to throw something on the canvas to know whether or not you're gonna like it you can't watch yourself make decisions and 
and try to steer the ship before the ship has even like entered the water. Yes. You have to go and you have to try and yeah. you have to see yourself screw up or decide that you've screwed up and then and then pivot. You and have to trust yourself to pivot and reevaluate and know you'll catch yeah. yourself and you'll fucking figure it out. Or trust yourself that like you're a boat on the water. It's fine. Yeah. The boat will turn. You know, it takes a long time because they're boats, but yeah. like you'll turn. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to make a choice. Yeah. If you do not make a choice, you, you are existing in in no choice land which is stinky and it's a choice no yeah. choice land is also a choice is also a choice in this specific land yes yeah you know and and you ha- like do something yeah. make a decision and do something yeah um because it's so much more exciting to have done that and then to be able to look at it and be like actually i kind of hated that choice <laughs> and then and you but know, then you, know, you know so much more about yourself exactly you have to trust yourself you have to trust yourself that you're going to figure it out and if you hate it you'll be fine it's like getting into a relationship it's totally. like you got to trust yourself that if you end up hating this person you'll figure a way out Exactly, and you will because because you're you and so you'll figure it out <laughs> but it's like if you didn't if you don't do it how are you gonna know yeah. So and like, man, like what an amazing story it'll be when you say like, oh, my God, I, I lived in this, you know, two bedroom apartment with eight people. And it was and not that I'm saying anyone should do that uh, <laughs> yeah. specifically. And like, what are you going to do? Stay here forever and just dream of these potential places because mm-hmm. you can you romanticize it. I think you romanticize moving out and think it's going to be the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. And then you get there and you're like, oh, I have to do everything. Yes. Everything. Yes. Every single thing. Yes. What are your coping mechanisms? How do you like stay sane? Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Um, I have a pet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big one. I love having my little kitty. I think, too, you just like, hmm. I think you need to have good relationships with your housemates, mm. whoever they oh, may be. <gasps> Simone, I wanted to talk about this. Ah. Um, you explained to me one time when we hung out mm-hmm. about how you need to have your like you have your like primary space that you're always in, yeah, which is your home, all your and tertiary then your, space. Yes. Okay. Please explain. Yeah. Oh my God. So I heard the theory, especially during COVID, it was big uh, yeah. of like third spaces. Um, which is a huge deal, I think, in cities in particular, where, mm-hmm. where space is often very limited. Mm-hmm. So your primary space is a space where you live. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a space where you, for the most part, for some people, spend the majority of your time. Like, it is your home. Yeah. Your secondary space, usually, is your work, especially if you work outside of your home. Like, this is the place that you spend the, the second most amount of time. Um, it's often, like, it's where you're commuting to the most. Um and they talk about this need for a third space. So outside of your home and outside of work, where do you go? Right. <laughs> right? Like because and during COVID, you could go fucking nowhere. Truly, yeah. All the spaces were put into one and it wasn't good for us. No, because you, we have this separation of like, of oh, this place means this and this place means this. And so like I can keep my work life, if that matters to you, very separate from your home life, which I think I should because that's good for you. Um, and then where are the other spaces that you go like are you are you a regular at a restaurant or a cafe are you um do you have a gym membership do you do you go for runs like do you work out in a park like are you uh do you swim uh do you take a pottery class like do you you know like what are where is another what is another aspect of your life that you return to regularly that's kind of in your cycle Mm -hmm. right um and having these other spaces i think are 
really important to I think like fleshing out your life and and feeling fulfilled yeah like oh my god i was telling you earlier today i started doing pilates and i freaking love it oh are you doing pilates on the machine on the reformers yeah 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 i'm obsessed wow it's so fun it's so nice and it's my it's an it's a third space in my life yeah so i go like three or four times a week and i have this third space that again is something that i'm paying for but it is an investment in myself yes because i was going to a gym and i was paying a lot less to go to this gym and it was open 24 hours i could go anytime Mm -hmm. but i hated going Mm -hmm. i hated going because i i didn't love the workouts that i was doing uh i didn't love the atmosphere of the gym very much and i would spend like three hours there i would do my sets whatever spend three hours i'd leave feeling exhausted and like stinky and awful so i would dread going right that's and not a fun third space no and yeah. i was like and so like i never wanted to go to the gym yeah so i i had a bunch of friends who were doing pilates and they were telling me a bunch of things and i was like okay sure i'll try it whatever and i love it i love the class structure um I like the instructors who work at the studio where I go. It's really nice. Uh, It's relatively easy for me to commute to. So like it's a very effective third space in my life. And it's something that, you know, like I am budgeting and as we bring this full circle, um, (laughs) it's something that I budget into my life and is an investment that um, I am happy to make. Yeah. You know, and it's something that like it, reformer Pilates is not affordable. It's not well, not 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 affordable. It's not cheap. Yeah. Um, but is money that I, um, I say money I'm happy to spend. Well, I don't know about that. But it, it, it is money that I is worth spending. I that I find worth spending because I see the 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 turnaround right back for me, and yeah. I you know I love going. I'm going to put the money down. Yeah. You know, and I think like that's a big thing for certain people of like, if it matters to you, you'll pay for it. You know, in the way that people love tickets to go see hockey games. Yeah. It's like, I don't need to go to that. But I love that you love that, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's like, yeah, that's something that matters to you. Mm hmm. You know, you budget for that. Yeah. You make sure that that's something that you can fit into your life. Like that's yeah. an investment in your life that it makes it worthwhile to you. Yeah. You know? And then also investing in yourself has these beautiful like repercussions for how much you benefit from those things. Yeah. Like I have been quite cheap with my podcast equipment. But then when I started upgrading, I'm like, oh my God, Simone, I can't tell you how comfortable I am because I have this long cord that's attached to my stuff and I'm not having to like, you know, oh, make sure my head's not too close to my laptop or whatever or having a camera that can just keep recording on and on and on. And it has elevated my life. Mm -hmm. And so you i think growing up is starting to realize like what elevates your life and what's worthy of that like i'm not gonna go buy a pair of shoes if i don't need the pair of shoes and that's just my own personal philosophy but if you're a sneakerhead and you're obsessed with shoes and that's gonna make you so joyful then that's worth investing in for yourself then absolutely yeah where it's like uh, if someone who does not own a podcast would be like jessica i would never spend that much money on two microphone stands and two microphones (laughs) and two headsets and it's like yeah exactly you don't run a podcast like you wouldn't need them you don't need that and for me it was the like I need to make sure it's a worthy investment am I going to be continuing this and I'm so glad I didn't spend the money for this piece these pieces of equipment Uh, in year one yeah I also would be a little overwhelmed if I had this in year (laughs) one you know what I mean I wasn't even comfortable recording by myself I feel like we might have touched on a little bit but I fear 
feeding myself mm. all the time that's that's so <laughs> funny <laughs> it's so hard please tell me more i'm hungry all the time or it's like realizing what keeps you full and how you mm. nourish yourself and learning new recipes but also i think i have a hard time being like i'm gonna spend money on takeout tonight because that's an investment in mm. my mental health and my physical health and how i'm gonna feel but mm. like do you struggle with that or do you find you're like i'm able to manage this i'm also a picky eater and i have problems mm. with texture so it's like being able to pack myself lunches sometimes is a task <laughs> that's so fair that makes so much sense i i'm a vegan yes um so I had to, well, my mom taught me how to cook for myself. That's good. Uh, but I then had to learn how to like cook and then adapt my diet for a vegan diet. Mm. Um, and so I think w- one of my favorite things about veganism is that it made me a better cook because mm. I had to learn how to make vegetables taste good. Because if you're mainly eating veggies or legumes and not yeah. meat, which um in a lot of western cooking is like the primary thing and then it's like you got like some steamed broccoli on the side with maybe some salt and you're like what the hell is that yeah it tastes that awful. is awful yeah. that is gross <laughs> why do we, we steam vegetables so much we we steam vegetables at a at an excessive amount and don't season them no everyone do better <laughs> do better uh because veggies when you when you like really like roast a vegetable yeah with amazing spices or like having a little saute some sauce a little a little a little a little mismatch of yeah. whatever like holy cow if you would have told me like at the beginning of my like vegan journey that i like one of my favorite foods was going to become brussels sprouts i would have cackled i so yeah i roast a lot of my veggies because i like the crunch yeah i find the crunch makes them much more um much more palatable nice um and then yeah learn new recipes all the time i i enjoy cooking so like that's something that helps me out is it's it's a thing that i look forward to rather than it being something that i dread doing yeah I mean, if you can fall in love with cooking, you're going to save yourself a it's lot fun. of money. It is a fun hobby. It's rewarding. Yeah. It's a rewarding. You get to like eat it immediately. Yeah. Like it's yours. Like yeah. you make it, you eat it. It's awesome. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm not a big meal prep person. I just, I don't uh, think I know of much that I would like to meal prep. And then after I've meal prepped normally, like I look at it and I'm like, I don't feel like eating that. You're like, ew. <laughs> no. I love leftovers though. Yes. So it's something which I mean is ultimately kind of the same thing. I agree. Leftover like it's just like you call it meal prep. Yeah, it's just like you made a bunch of meals in advance, I guess. But it's like if you're gonna cook a meal, you just cook more than you would cook for yeah. your one serving. And then I put my leftovers away. Because <laughs> I have to. <laughs> so like meal prep amazing yeah well i i feel like this was all incredible pieces of advice and then if someone was feeling like should i move out of my parents home yeah i think you i feel like if too. you're asking the question though you you know. you know you know like if you're asking the question you're probably down the right path yeah you know of like if you're not asking then you're probably not ready you know what i mean yeah or if, if someone's bringing it up to you of like hey look listen you gotta get moving somewhere else and and you're terrified like there's something there but i yeah. think there's something innate too and just 
in in asking the question and then and and wanting a response and wanting to explore this yeah you just you inspire me in Aww. your non-parental living situations and i'm just like oh i can picture myself one day in a cool home Aww. doing the you actually did i show you the picture wall in my bedroom oh my that God, you no. inspired oh oh i'm gonna show you okay i'll show you but tell the people where they can find you oh before God. we go instagram Simone Matheson. Uh, that's pretty much it. I don't really have too much else on there right now, but catch me on Instagram. Love it. Love you. Keep up uh, Human to Human Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Subscribe so you don't miss episodes that come out every Monday. And download the episodes and leave a review to let me know what you like and what you don't. But you don't need to tell me what you don't like. You can DM me and tell me what you don't like. No, don't. You better just <laughs> tell Jessica that she's doing a really good job. Thanks so much. Yes, because she is. So you should say it. That's all. Appreciate you. Hee <laughs> hee.